if we you know if we if we analyze t20 cricket and one day cricket and test cricket if let's say they're all siblings right um, they all come from the same family which is obviously cricket hold on, hold on let me close my eyes let me close my eyes and imagine three siblings here okay test odi and t20 Welcome to episode four of In the Salmon. It is I once again, Hasith, and uh, joining me is my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Nuan Ranasinga. How are you, buddy? How you feeling? Yeah, good, good, Hasith. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm the only guest on the show, so uh, I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> it's both of us for now. But yeah, look, it's always great to be back, and uh, always excited to chat cricket with you. For sure. Um, so. Uh, interesting, interesting week of cricket um, since the last episode. Just tossing and turning you and I as to what we should actually talk about. Managed to uh, pinpoint a few things that you were quite passionate about. So obviously happy, very happy to apply, Genuine. Um Let's kick things off. Very big, monumental news came out quite a few days ago. Uh, just a few days ago, rather. Um, ben Stokes decided to throw in the towel in terms of uh, ODIs. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? He's he's not he's not the oldest bloke. He's uh, he's still quite young in my opinion. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, like you, as you as you correctly mentioned, it has been a huge week in international cricket with the uh, retirement of Ben Stokes, like you said. And yeah, he's only thirty one years old, so very much you know approaching the the peak years of your of your career as a professional cricketer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is huge news because um, yeah, he's retired from one day internationals. He's been a very high-profile player for England, probably one of the sort of, you know, of that sort of Ian Botham, you know, Andrew Flintoff kind of mould of an all-rounder. He's a very valuable player for mm-hmm. England, and he's decided to call it quits. You know, when they... You when they inter- it is It is quite sad. It is, it's <laughs> very, uh, very premature because, you know, I thought mm-hmm. he, I thought he, he at least has, he easily has another World Cup in him. For you know? sure. He's still got a lot to give the game, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what do you think? His, yeah. What do you think his thought process around that? Like, obviously, he's just got his test captaincy. Do you think yeah. that's got a massive part to play? Yeah, he yeah. just wants to sort of focus on that format of cricket and do well. Or yeah, well, here's the thing: when they interviewed Ben Stokes and they asked why he is retiring from one day cricket at just 31 years old, his reply was that he, you know, what he said to BBC Radio was that there's there's too much cricket being played and and you and I joked mm. about this last episode but it's actually a fact now a lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of international players are saying there's too much cricket being played around the world and it's and it's having mm. a, a it's having an effect on their you know obviously their physical health and mental health as well because they spend so much time abroad playing cricket they have rarely have time to be with their families and friends and stuff like that. So Ben Stokes has cited this and he's saying, yeah, he, he, he said in BBC Radio interview, he said, cricket players are not like cars. You cannot just fuel us <laughs> up and then expect us to keep going. So he has decided mm. to retire from one format so he can find the time to be with his family and friends and have time away from cricket. And uh, he's decided that that's the right decision to make. Mm-hmm. I, have my, I have my thoughts around that. Because, look, England, Australia, and India are like the three countries that play more cricket than any other country in the world, right? Correct, yeah. You know, and I, I genuinely believe that you can be 
a boss in all formats of the game if you, I guess, play a balanced amount of cricket. To support my point, if you look at Baba Azam right now, he is dominating every format of cricket. He's averaging mm-hmm. above 50. In this year alone, in 2022, Baba Azam is averaging over 45 in T20s, one days, one days and test cricket, yeah, right? Actually. Yeah, he's, I, I saw he's like... A, he's a special, he's a saw, special player though. Yeah, he's, we can, we'll talk about him a bit later, but, but yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's, so that's the reason behind why Ben Stokes is retiring from one format, so he can focus... Mm. His efforts towards uh, Test cricket and T Twenty cricket to, to obviously, yeah, to continue his career. I think it's an interesting point where you said like uh, he's entering his pr- prime years of his cr- uh, like cricketing ability. Mm. I think the 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 opposing side to that is probably entering the prime years of his family life as well, right? Like yes. his kids are growing up and he mm. wants to invest time there. So I definitely do understand his point of view. Mm. It's just one of those things you can't get mad at him. It's a personal choice and. Yes. You know, if you love him, you've got to support him whatever decision he makes, right? Oh, of course. And mm. look, you know, I, I think you, you and I will both remember Ben Stokes as a, a very influential and dynamic player. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just before this episode started, we were having a chat about his stats. And obviously, they're not the most amazing stats, but we know him as a player who can change the game. He's a player who, you know, the moment he's at the crease or he's got the ball in his hand, you know something's going to happen, right? He, he, um, For sure. He he doesn't play cricket in that traditional conservative style, right? He's very mm-hmm. he's very innovative. He's he's a he's a bit of a you know he he thinks outside the box, and you know that whenever he's he's having his moment, something might happen. He can turn the game around in a couple of overs. He can take a couple of quick wickets. He'll take an amazing catch in the outfield. Oh, he's done that many times. Yeah, he's that he's he's that kind of a player. So I guess I just want to ask you, you know what? What's your favorite Ben Stokes memory of his ODI career? What what really stood out to you about Ben Stokes? Yeah, look, there's actually a, there's so many little, he, he's had so many flourishes. It's hard to pinpoint one. I think for me, when I was, if, if, if you were to ask me as you have done, like what stands out? I think for sure the catch that he took in the World Cup, one hand, I think it was off Fefla Koyo from South Africa. I think you quoted, I think you know what, exactly what the commentator said. <laughs> and what, what, was, what was the line he dropped? I think it was Nasser Hussain or was it David Gow? I think it was Nasser Hussain and he took that electric, yeah, that electric one-handed catch on the boundary and Nasser yeah. Hussain's like, you cannot do that, Ben Stokes. You cannot do that. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It is though. It is. It's like, we talk about like good, like what it takes to take a really good like outfield catch. Yeah. Um, and I did make mention of like, I think Glenn McGrath took a really good catch. Uh, but what you do is when you take when you look at a player, look at his like his body type and his ability yes. to get to the ball and this and that. Obviously, Glenn yeah. McGrath, absolute monster, very tall, not the most agile in the field. So for him to take a one-handed catch diving is a big thing. But I think Ben Stokes's catch is just he is like a cat in the in the outfield. No yeah. one would even try to take the catch reverse cup one-handed. Yeah, pretty much almost a perfect split in the air. Like oh, yeah. he is, <laughs> yeah. That for me is probably yeah like just in, like it's easily one of the best catches I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh yeah, yeah, like ridiculous. Even that, and then also like I think even in the World Cup final, just mm. I think a very memorable piece of footage that like is etched into my brain forever is when I think it was Trent Bolt right who threw that yeah. last uh, ball and it came off the back of the bat of uh, Ben Stokes and went for five, which obviously yes. ultimately won England the World Cup. But mm. just the way that Ben Stokes just stood up. Um, and had his hands up and was just very, very, like, apologetic. You could see it in his body language. He did not yeah. mean for that to happen. So I think oh, these are the kind of, like, small things that really shape a character in, in yeah. my mind anyway. So I think those two things are very, very big for me. 
What about yourself, Nuan? Yeah, look, I, I certainly agree with you. He's, uh, he's a, I mean, look, you know, there are obviously moments of his career that we were probably not going into a lot of detail about. Like, he hasn't always <laughs> been the most sportsman-like character, but it's, you know, players mm-hmm. obviously grow up and they, they uh, adopt more mature characteristics later on. But certainly for me, I love seeing Ben Stokes with the bat, you know, when he's, He's always been a match-winning kind of player, a bit like scoring a fifth, quick 50 or 60. It's always a game-changer. And, and innings that really stood out to me was uh, back in 2017, where uh, I think it was a game against South Africa. It was an mm-hmm. absolute nail-biter, right? I think England only won by two runs, right? Absolute mm-hmm. nail-biter. Went down to the final ball as well. But it was on the back of a Ben Stokes 100, right? One of the 300s that he hit in his ODI career. He hit 101 okay. of 79 balls. And uh, with with Joss Butler for for support at the end, literally just powered uh, England to like an absolute thrill of a victory. I think that is a dangerous. Look- that is a dangerous duo. Just quietly. Like, oh yeah, want- absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want those two hanging around the crease for too long together. I think the last over they needed like uh, England needed like seven runs of six balls. Okay. You know, like one of those really dramatic kind of matches, but... Typical South Africa, though, leaving everything to the last ball, eh? Yeah. And, and not getting it done. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, uh, I think, was England, cha- I think England was chasing that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, South Africa was, was chasing that game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just be- but that Ben Stokes 100 really sort of set it up, right? And it was, it was a great, it was a great knock because, you know, he bowled well that, he bowled well in that game too. So he had a, uh-huh. a bit of an all-round day. He took figures of... I mean, he only took one wicket, but I think if we look at his uh, bowling, yeah, three overs, one for 12. Not not the most amazing, but that... that tidy. St- tidy. But I remember that knock so well because, like, there was a point where England was neither here nor there. There were three for 80, you know, at one point. Uh-huh. But then he just came in and just blew everything apart. Yeah. I'll always remember that. I'll always remember that. He's... he's with the bat, ben, you never know what you're going to get with Ben Stokes. Right, mm. but you know you're gonna get something. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know you, you know if you get him cheap, like you you won a big battle. Like he's yeah. so, he's the, like the 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 potential for him yeah. is just so vast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I guess I guess following on from the Ben Stokes retirement, it, it does raise questions about the actual one day game itself, right? The future mm-hmm. of the one day game because. You know, a lot of players have expressed their uh, doubts about the future of one-day cricket. Does it still have a place to play? Is it as, is it as exciting anymore? Is it, you know, getting a bit old? Is it getting a bit stale? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a product that is lacking direction, right? And this has happened for quite some time. Actually, almost as far back as 2007, there was a Crick Info writer named uh, Sambit Bal. And he wrote mm-hmm. back in 2008 that he predicted that one day cricket was going to maybe die out because 2020 was coming up. And he predicted back in 2008 that <laughs> 2020 might overtake one days and become like the, the, the most exciting format. So he, yeah. so he said, instead of wiping out one days, right, we have to make them more meaningful. We have to f- make one day cricket. We need to give it like a different, we need to breathe new life into one day cricket. Right. Okay. Yeah, but like, what what are your thoughts? I mean, you you're a big white ball fan. I think you, you probably like white ball cricket more than me. Yeah, I'd you know what so, do you, what yeah. do you think what do you, what do you think about the one day game? Is it is it on its way out? Like you know, because even Kawaja uh, mentioned it was when Kawaja mentioned in an interview that he feels like Test cricket is very strong. Mm-hmm. One day cricket is uh, is dying a slow death, quote unquote. So I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think like more players are going to retire from ODI cricket early on, or 
Look, I certainly hope not. I think also, just quickly, Nuan, I, know, I think you've written an article on uh, Zero Wicket recently. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to read it as of yet. Yeah. Um, but for all the listeners out there, Zero Wicket, Nuan Ranazinga's uh, written a beautiful article, I'm sure, uh, about uh, his thoughts on that exact topic. So, yeah, look, with yeah with, uh, with the format itself, it's... I love I love ODI cricket. I think it is the absolute like. Think think about it like this, right? I, th- I know in this day and age, everyone is just so easy to consume media as a whole, and th- that's why there's such a big push for T20s and the hundreds coming up. And you know, it really does take good Test matches to keep Test matches in the limelight. Yeah, which is good because it does come off the back of like good management and good ownership on players. And I think the players are doing quite well. Mm. ODIs though. Look, no one. There's nothing better for me than heading down to the MCG on like a mm-hmm. hot summer day. Yeah, you got six hours. You're watching because like for me, when you break down a fifty over game, there's a, there's a clear start, there's yeah. a clear like middle period, and there's a final. It's like a movie. It is a it is an yeah. absolute movie for me, right? Yeah. You got your power playovers. You got your middle overs, which are a little bit dull. You're not quite yes. sure what's going on, and then you yeah. got a surge at the end. It, there's a clear connect between those three portions yeah. of a, of an innings itself, right? Yeah. Times about yeah. two. You got a whole match. Yeah, Man, that's 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 a crack a day, right? Yeah, yeah. T twenties, everything's mixed up. Like <laughs> the surge comes at the start. You know, yeah. the surge could come in the middle. It could cut, like they could not. There might not be a surge. You've got teams getting yeah. bowled out for like less than a hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, I think when you're at a game, ODIs yeah. are king. Yeah, um, test yeah. match is good if you're like cruisy. You've got like you know, you've got the whole day to kick back. That's fine. T yes. twenties are good if you got if you got if you got a hot date after the game. No one yeah. as you probably do most days of the week, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that's what it is, right? Like, um, I think ODIs definitely have a place to play. Okay. It is okay. one of my most favorite formats, to be honest, yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Um, it does take a little bit of time. You know, it, it is for it is for true cricket lovers, right? Yes. I mean, Test cricket is for absolute cricket lovers. Yeah. Yeah. I hope players. Don't do this. I do mm. agree what Bob Bensirks has done because he, there is a lot of cricket going on and for him, um, he's obviously made the decision to prioritise certain certain yeah. other things, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I truly hope that uh, there is no decline in ODI cricket because it is my favourite format, I think, overall. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. good that's. I mean, it's 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 great that it's a fantastic, uh, it's a favorite format of yours. I certainly do enjoy <laughs> ODI cricket. Is that sarcasm? No, no, no. I mean, I like I like why <laughs> look. I like ODI cricket as well because, like you say, it, it creates a narrative, right? It creates a story. Like there's a there's a start, middle, and end. It, it allows players. It allows teams to come back into a game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. In a, in a T Twenty, sometimes it's pretty obvious that one team is not going to come back into the game. Right? They need like. Correct. 16 runs and over in the last five overs, like it's either do or die. But with an yeah. with a with a one day, there's always a, a chance for a team that might be under the pump to, to claw their way back, and it makes things exciting. I certainly agree. Correct. But I, I think on a wider sort of more uh, you know philosophical standpoint, like globally, right? A lot of fans. I'm not saying us, but globally, a lot of people find ODI cricket a little bit dull. Mm. People say that there's a lot of meaningless one-day matches being played. Who are these people, Nuan? Who are these people? I'd like to speak to them personally. I know, we should literally just hunt them down and be like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? No, but like, I, I see that side, I see that side of the coin too, because like often, mm. you know, when there's like a tour, like a bilateral tour, you'll have like three tests, you'll have like five ODI, uh, five T20s, and then like you have like these random uh, ODI matches thrown in there, right? Mm-hmm. And... Often, I, I have noticed that the attendance for one-day matches is a bit lower because people are like, well, you know, why are we here kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
and people trying to and people trying to give meaning to one day cricket you know i often feel like if we you know if we if we analyze t20 cricket and one day cricket and test cricket if let's say they're all siblings right um, they all come from the same family which is obviously cricket hold on hold on let me close my eyes let me close my eyes and imagine three siblings here okay test odi and t20 yeah so the three okay. siblings are obviously obviously test cricket is the the oldest child of the family because you know it's been around the longest you know the parents are trying to put as many you know measures and and rules and they're trying to like you know it's very protected you know like the the oldest child's always very protected right there's always huge expectations on the oldest child to deliver they need to do well in school you know they're like the you know they're like the face of the family right they have to bring honor to the family so test cricket and in a similar sense in 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 cricket itself like there's there's much more measures now being placed by the ICC to protect mm. test cricket that's why is it that's why there's a test championship now to to give yeah. some meaning back to test cricket and we're seeing a lot of you know really really good games of late so so test cricket's always getting work done on it to improve it right <laughs> you know the reason why they yeah. brought day night the reason why they brought in day night cricket day night test cricket was to make test cricket exciting again right uh-huh, uh-huh. so that's like you know the first child's the first child's <laughs> usually the one that it's only the certainly the first child is a lot of work to stay relevant no i don't know Well it's like this it's like a high there's maintenance all, child you have there's, there's all, well that's the thing the first child's always got a lot of you know there's always especially in a brown family you know the first child's always got all the expectations on it right so you did not <laughs> so you got so that that's that's how i see test cricket and then sure. then you have like t20 cricket right t20 cricket's like the youngest child right and literally like nobody really cares about the youngest child it's not that they don't care but the youngest child gets all the freedom right the youngest a lot child of freedom Yeah, like they can do whatever they want. You know, let's have it. Let's have a T20 league here. Let's have another league over there. Oh, there's a Caribbean mm-hmm. league. Let's put a, let's put a league in the Caribbean. South Africa's got a T20 league. You know, let's just, you know, let them do what they want, you know? Free freedom for uh-huh. the T for T20s, right? So there's that sort of uh, I I see that kind of thing, right? And then for one day cricket, one day cricket has become like that middle child that's neither here nor there. No one likes the middle child, no one. Nobody I don't like likes the story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this na- I don't like this analogy already. But go <laughs> on, let's hear it. But but that's how I see it. Like one day cricket is like that middle child that is neither here nor there. What are you there. doing here? Who invited yeah. you? Yeah, literally. And like, you know, even if like the, even if the middle child, you know, like gets the highest marks in school, you know, becomes like the the class topper at uni, everyone's like, "Oh, mm. okay, cool story, bro." And then and then that's it, you know? Like <laughs> And you know to highlight my point there was a fantastic one day match uh, a couple of days ago between India and the West Indies there was an absolute nail biter which i think India won by like 3 runs or 4 runs but like 3 runs yeah 3 runs yeah and it you know it barely got a mention even on cricket info the, all the talk was around Ben Stokes all the talk was mm. around all the talk was around the South African T20 league so do you see what i'm saying yeah Um, that's disappointing. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I feel yeah, I feel like there's a lot of substance with the with the ODI middle child though. You just have to dig a little bit deeper. That's all. He doesn't get the the the, the limelight that it deserves. That no, that's what I'm saying. The, the little sibling always gets a limelight, man. You know what yeah. it's like. Yeah. It's not fair. And and test cricket's like, you know, the the oldest child that always gets like overprotected and like, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, we're going to make sure he's okay, you know, or she's okay. <laughs> Does that happen to you? Is that what happens in your household, what? You it protect the species? It, it did when I was growing up, for sure. But um, <laughs> but that's just how I think. And, and to make one day cricket relevant, we need to give it more meaning. So that's why they brought in this ODI championship as well. So like every one day matches that is being played, there are like points allocated to to that particular team, and there's like rating ranking systems. But again, nobody really mm. knows about it. Like I didn't even know about it until like maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to figure out 
how this was even calculated because right now Bangladesh is at the top of this this championship table. It's really it's really bizarre. I'm not saying it's not like Bangladesh don't deserve to saying? be there, but I, but I just want to know how that <laughs> how that came about. That's all. This is the only points point table, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure yeah. how they calculated, but but that's how I feel about the one day game. I just think it needs uh, it needs to be rejuvenated a little bit. How, how would you propose that happen? You need, you want more cheerleaders at the games, like in the IPL. That's what you want. Oh yeah, always down for more cheerleaders. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I think okay. No, I was I'm actually, serious. I what do you think? Here's the thing. Mm. I, I was I was reading a lot of these. Uh, I was reading a couple of articles and a couple of you know a couple of comments here and there. And a lot of like older generation cricket fans, they they really miss the try like try series that used to happen. So I love know, those. Yeah, yeah. Like in the in the nineties and like the mid two thousands, you know, there were always like these like not bilateral series, but like a try series. So it'd be like three, yeah. yeah, So it'd be like three countries battling it out for like, for a trophy, right? Mm. These games are like so meaningful because like every game mattered. This team had to win to beat that team. That was, it was so competitive, right? More strategic. It was just, I don't know. Obviously you and I both from Australia. Um, As good as it is to see a team play, like Sri Lanka play against Australia. Yeah. I would love to see Sri Lanka play against India. Oh yeah, I don't know. The atmosphere would be so much different, and I, like yeah. it's so good. I remember, like, like you said, in the early two thousands, like the VBU series and stuff. Mm. It'd be like Sri Lanka, India, Australia. Yeah, and it's absolutely electric. Even watching on the TV, electric when you're there, insane. Yeah, not to downplay or down talk, you know, the Australian crowd or anything like that. It just obviously like every every country has their own brand of cricket, and it's just so good to see that in person and yeah. not be like a World Cup match or this no. or that. Yeah, but it felt like a World Cup match, right? Because it was significant, yeah. right? It was, you know, sure. it was like a, it was like a bit of a, it was like a, it was like a Rubik's cube. It was like, oh, if India beats Lanka <laughs> and Lanka beats Australia yes. and then Australia beats India, like, you, you know, I remember as a kid doing the maths and I'm like, how does Sri Lanka get into the, the final? Run raid and yeah. this and that. Yeah, yeah, like everyone it was became really like a, good. Everyone became like a cricket analyst just because <laughs> of the tri series. But I think if we bring them back. I, if we're going to have one-day matches, yeah, they need to have. Bit, there's got to be a bit more substance and depth, right? Mm-hmm. Just to quote uh, Sambit Bal's article, he said, "In the year 2007, there was 191. Here we go. There were a mind-numbing 191 ODIs, only a few memorable, plenty forgettable. One series mm. blurred into another as teams dragged their weary bodies across continents and from city to city." to swell the coffers of their board. So what, what he's saying is there's too many useless... <laughs> like, in that year, there's too many useless mm. one-day matches. So it's about, yeah, you know, letting that middle child have context, their... T- yeah, you know, let that middle child have their time in the spotlight because they deserve it too. That's that's mm-hmm. how I put it. <laughs> that's interesting. You, know we, you and I, could, we could talk about this all day. We could, this we is could. a very, very good point of discussion. And yeah. you know what? Thank you for that analogy. Yeah. I close my eyes. I can see it. I can see the three kids... Yeah, <laughs> it just hit a little bit harder. Yeah, it certainly did. But uh, let's let's move along before we take too much time. Um, yes, we do want to touch on Test cricket, right? Your favourite, yes. yes. the older sibling, the protected species. Yeah, absolute cracker game between Sri Lanka and Pakistan, the first Test match. Yeah, look, I know you are an avid Test fan, so I might let you take the reins here. Let, let, let's uh, let's break this down. What do you think? What are your thoughts on the game? How did it progress? Any any outlying points that you want to talk about? Well, I told you. I told you in the last episode that when Sri Lanka was all out for two twenty two, I was like, "This game isn't done, right?" Because mm. because if if anyone knows Pakistan cricket, I think 
We talk about Sri Lanka being inconsistent. Well, I think I think Pakistan take it to like a whole nother level. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna side with you on that just because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're alone in that. You're alone there. We'll uh, go okay, on, go sure. On. You know what? I'll, I'll take it. I'll cop it. I'll cop it. I don't mind. Um, but no, Pakistan played a great game, um, and I and mm. I think the really interesting thing is that you know fourth innings chases of over three hundred are becoming the norm. And that is interesting. You know, uh, teams are becoming more aggressive now to chase these large totals, and I think that's really good for the game because in the mm-hmm. olden days, right? It, it feels like in, in like the nineties or the early two thousands, right? If you if you're the team batting last and in the last innings you need to chase like three hundred plus, you would have already like given up the game. You would have been yeah. like, you would have been like Nasibs. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just play for the draw. We're just gonna play for the draw. Correct. But now a lot of these teams are having like a different attitude, and they're like, no, you know what? Even though the pitch is turning, even though everything's against us, right? We're still gonna try and get this score. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good for the game because it just makes it more exciting. And then suddenly, like you know, Pakistan took that game to the last day. Like it went. I think it yeah. went. Yeah, it went. It went to day five, okay? Yes. Which is which nowadays is unheard of because games finish so quickly. Mm-hmm. But but hats off to them, you know. Young Abdullah Shafiq made played a beautiful a hundred. Um, what a knock! Yeah, yeah, hundred and sixty. One sixty, yeah. One hundred and sixty off four hundred and eight balls. So it was a very slow Incredible. innings. Strike out of just thirty nine, but you know he did the job and yeah, and uh, you know Baba Azam, we could talk about him forever. He's he's a brilliant batsman. Made fifty five. Uh, and in the first innings, he made a hundred as well, and he literally carried Pakistan mm. by himself, right? Um, in the first innings, yeah. Yeah, Pakistan it was, was like six. Mm. Pakistan was seven for eighty-five, seven for eighty-five, and he just held in there. Yeah, a- amazing comeback, and uh, yeah, you know, Sri Lanka were just Sri Lanka were just you know outdone by a better team on the day. Pakistan were not afraid of Sri Lanka's spin attack. I mean, even though Prabath Jayasuriya got four wickets in. Pakistan's second innings, you know, Abdullah just stayed in there and, and and played the the type of innings that, you know, Pakistan are expecting of him. So, look, hats off to Pakistan. Mm. They were the better team outright. And uh, Sri Lanka's got to find a way to come back and w- witness one of those standard Pakistan batting collapses that we're usually used to. <laughs> but not on this occasion because Pakistan played a brilliant game. Correct, yeah. Hats off to Pakistan. Also, just quickly, I think Jaisri had figures of 4 for 135 in the second innings. In the first yeah. innings, he had, I'm um, just having a look now, 5 for 82. Yes. I think, I did read somewhere that if Jaisri had taken a 5 in the second innings, he would have been the first player to take four fivers. In a yeah. row, in oh, consecutively he's... on debut. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. just quietly bit a bit of bit of you know silver lining there for Sri Lanka mm. and Test cricket as a whole. But I think uh, for sure Abdullah Shafiq, I think that knock is astounding. Um, oh yeah, yeah. To carry the bat in those in those conditions, yeah. uh, you know, in Sri Lanka, foreign conditions with the speed yeah. attack that we had, which is quite good. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Strike rate, everything, and yeah. you know, wickets falling left, right, and center. Yeah, incredible, really good knock. I think uh, if you if if you look at that knock, he only scored seven boundaries. Uh, seven, yeah, he only scored seven boundaries, and one six. Ridiculous. So most of his runs came in singles and ones and twos. So really, that's like a proper test match, sort of Pakistan's batting effort. Found their version of Pujara looks like, huh? Yeah, or potentially. Even- even drive the wall, four hundred eight balls. <laughs> I mean, only he's only twenty two. He's only twenty two years old, so he's got so much so cricket. Mature. Yeah, yeah. And we also need to give a shout out to uh, Dinesh Chandimal, who carried his good form and mm-hmm. uh, was unfortunately stranded on ninety four not out in Sri Lanka's second innings. Mm. Also, nice to see Kusal Mendes find some form as well. So he made seventy six and. Uh, Young Oshida Fernando, who was, I think, the replacement for Padum Nisanka, also scored 64 Correct. as well. So, you know, 
Sri Lanka batted, they batted well. It's just that Pakistan batted even better. <laughs> that's, that's it, yeah. That's the, that's the, the bottom yeah, line. That, that is what it is. I think there are a couple of players that really need to pick up the slack. I'm uh, just being critical on uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, yeah, right. I think Nirashanti Kwela, immense talent, as we know. Yeah. Um, he cops a lot of slack. Yeah. From the Sri Lankans. Um, yeah. Just this batting style <laughs> and very, stuff. But very unlike you, Hasith, to, to, to criticise... Look, at the end of the day, you know what? Like, I, I, I'm all for creative ways of scoring runs, right? Yes. I love, I love that. And I think that does make test cricket exciting. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, if you're not getting the cookies, buddy, like, you do yes. need to take a look at something, right? He scored... 12 off 11 off in yeah. the second innings. First yeah. innings, he scored 4 off 4. Yeah. The amount of potential he has, he needs to yeah. be doing a little bit more, especially when he's coming down the... Like, you know, he's not opening, he's not facing the new pill most yes. of the time. Um, yeah. Do a little bit more, buddy. But we've seen him do big things. Um, yeah. I'm sure he'll bounce back, but mm. Mm. I think that there is something there to be done. No, that's a good summary there, Hasith. That's uh, very good to see your balanced account of uh, the this, this first test. And uh, the, the second test starts today, actually. Um, well, at the time of this podcast, mm-hmm. the, the second test will start today at 2.30pm. So, interested to see how that game unfolds. And, yeah. We'll I think the action is out. Yeah. yeah. That's a big gap for us. But uh, I think other than that, yeah, yeah you're right. it be very, very interesting to see how things pan out. No one, was there anything else you wanted to speak about before we quickly wrap this up? No, I think uh, I think today's been a good good, good discussion um, around the future of the one-day game, Ben Stokes' retirement, and uh, a, a little wrap-up of the first test uh, between Pakistan and, and Sri Lanka. But, you know, as uh, Ben Stokes rightly said, there is way too much cricket happening right now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we could talk for another two hours about this. But uh, any final words from you, Hasith? No, I think, I think you've done a, done, done a good job. I think, yeah, look, I, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed today's episode. I think yes. the philo- philosophical chats uh, are right <laughs> up my alley. And I know for sure they're right up yours, Nuan. Um, <laughs> so maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can find a topic to talk about next week, perhaps. I think that'd be great. But if that is all, I might just wrap this up. If you're all listening, thank you so much for tuning in. It's episode four. Been I, once again, Hasith. <laughs> And my boy, Mr. Nguyen Ranasinga, reporting out. Have a good day. You too, guys. Thanks for listening once again. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.